Hello there. So I don't really do much wrestling related um, uh, content on here, but um, every now and again, if something happens that's worth talking about, I'll do it. And uh, something came to my attention yesterday about uh, Edge as well. I, I didn't actually know he was going to be... It's, I don't know if he's actually retired or if this, this whole thing last night on SmackDown was a 25th anniversary thing because I was in Toronto, I believe, as well. So I don't actually know what the score is with us, but no, he had a, this match with Sheamus, and you know, I thought you know this was a perfect time to talk about things because usually I don't really. Whenever I talk about pro wrestling, it usually goes into the negative, and it'll you and it'll come in here as well, no doubt, motherfucks. It will because wrestling shine nowadays. Let's be honest. And it's already went in the negative, but there, there you have it. But um, yeah, exactly. But you know, Edge to me is one of the greatest ever. He's in like the he's a guaranteed top five of all time for me of top five wrestlers, possibly even a top three. Only coming third after like Austin and Rock. So, you know, and this came to my attention as well because I uh, speaking of goats as well, the goat of women res- women's wrestling, Trish Stratus. That's how I found out about this. She posted something about you know the, the thing for Edge twenty five and things. Uh, when she like took a spear from Edge, as well, and then you know, and uh, you know, and you know, and apparently Trish has been doing her own. That's one of the things I see. Some I, I watched the odd YouTube segment back when she first came back a, a couple of months ago and things like that. I haven't really been following it that much, but you know, I've seen the odd YouTube segment when she's basically Betty and Becky Lynch, which is good because yeah, you know, Becky Lynch is fucking shit. Let's be yeah okay whatever great mic work there but um you know trish you are the goat well done she never got ruined by the wwe so you know she was never she's no she was she left just at the right time and then even came back and she'll probably and then you know she's been she's doing house shows and all that as well so fair play her as well this isn't like there's some lazy part-timer as all the neck beards like to go on about no she's doing it so fair play her Fair play to her. As long as, she, as long as she gets it before they completely ruin her and having doing stupid shit like carrying dolls about and shit like that. <laughs> we don't need that. Come on. You know. But, um, yeah, you know, um, with, uh, we've, we've seen that as well. Um, with uh, the thing is, <laughs> another thing I should point out as well, Trish Trash taking that spear as well. Just another thing about how she actually took so many bumps, proper bumps as well, like that. Uh, the amount of time she was like taking like spear a spear from Edge, choke slam from Kane and things like that. Much respect. You can sit there and go, hey, they had the work created nowadays. Shut up, fuck off. Anyway, back to Edge. Edge is like to me, like I said, one of the absolute perfect pro wrestlers. Pro wrestling as it should be. Absolute absolute star absolutely fantastic you know from when he debuted in like the 90s even in the brood and that even before this guy said a word you can actually tell this guy had it you can actually just see you know he's, he just oozes coolness he just has that it factor that's what it's about motherfucks it's not about the work rate it's about that it factor and he had it and he oozed it and then that's and, and that's the thing you talk about, oh, work rate this. He actually does have the work rate. He's actually a fucking great wrestler. An actual great wrestler. He can actually do all the, 
the stuff that all these people that have no character and all that. You've got people like Kenny Omega who go about, ah, oh, flip the flip flop and this, and this guy who was going about like fucking wrestling little girls and wrestling brooms and sticking his finger up other guys' assholes. It's like, all right, okay, that's work rate nowadays, okay. If he's the EVP of one of the top, the second top company in wrestling, then no wonder you can't get more than a million views. So, but there you go. That's that's beside the point there. But you know, someone like Edge just had it. You know, he's he had the psychology, had the character. He works gr- especially great as a heel, but he was a great babyface as well. Edge and Christian, what a team that was. That is absolutely. You know, you got the day of the Edge and Christian, the Dudleys and the Hardys. Edge and Christian were fucking fantastic, and big, big up to Christian as well. well I'm one of the peeps. You know, got to be said, absolute legend. They were the they were the team like you. Know, I would always be like rooting for because Hardys and the Dudleys were fucking boring and one dimensional. The Dudleys were just the same shite over and over again, putting folk through tables. Oh, Devon, get the table. Oh, with up. And then they were still doing that shite in 2015. Is when they came back, and it was just like, yeah, you've you've not evolved. You're you're pish. Go away. And the Hardys, look, uh, Jeff Hardy, most overrated wrestler ever. Generally, I'll say that absolute fucking liability. People say, oh, Jeff Hardy's so charismatic. When? When's that cunt ever cut a good promo? No, he's a fucking liability because he'll just get himself in trouble again and again and again. And Matt Hardy's just an annoying goof. That's why him and Bray Wyatt doing all that goofy shit back with a, oh, yes, I'm woke, Matt, woken Matt Hardy and you're Bray Wyatt and you know, that shit was pish, utter pish. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'd be negative again. I know, fine, whatever, can't help myself. But, you know, back to the positive, Edge though, absolute fucking megastar. That's the, this is the pro- I rated our superstar as well and he absolutely nailed it. He knew exactly what it took. And here's the thing as well, I've seen a, I've, got, I've bought a DVD from like, before he was, he had to retire. Before in two, um, was it two thousand eleven? I think he had to retire. And then you've got talking about interviews, and there's always been these stories going about that Triple H never seen it in him, and Michael Hayes never seen it in him. What a pair of absolute fucking plonkers! And that actually shows you the problem of today's WWE. You've got Triple H, who's like, I'm going to be the Johnny Gargano. That's my man. I'm going to be him. Fucking idiot. All these neck beers go, oh, NXT is amazing. NXT is fantastic. Just wait till it gets on TV. Yeah, well, it went on TV and they, they fucking watched it. So there you go. And Michael Hay is just a fucking embarrassment. Again, I'm being negative, but I'm just saying what I feel, motherfuckers. I'm just saying what I feel. And that just shows you how stupid these people are. And that actually bleeds into today's wrestling because these people are still the people looking for talent. They're still in the business. The morons like Bruce Pritchard and things like that, still in the business. And yeah, there you have it. There you have it. That's why no crossover or big stars are getting produced. It's just, yeah, here you go. Let the NXT... Uh, conveyor belt going these people see nothing in edge but in that interview i remember chris jericho saying you'd have to be an idiot to not see anything in him exactly or no he didn't say a stupid idiot or anything but you know you'd have to be a fucking idiot not to see anything in edge but he proved those fuckers wrong didn't he just not just in his time in the tag team division he actually rose up organically as well started in the tag team 
went to the mid card, winning the mid card titles like the then US title, the Intercontinental title before getting to the main event. Almost a Bret Hart type rise in a way, a fellow Canadian. But to me, not a fellow Canadian, me, because I'm fucking Scottish. But you know, fellow Canadian uh, Edge, of course. So <laughs> just to clarify that, just in case you thought I was claiming myself to be Canadian there. I, 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 I would hate for you to think I was making that all about myself but um, you know anyway you've got um, you've got that and the way he just rose up as well girl, and, and he just has everything I, he just oozed it the rated R superstar thing was fucking fantastic absolutely nailed everything in the time of course people will be pussies and be like oh can't have that today <laughs> but uh whatever <laughs> whatever but you know the way he, he just has there were so many great stuff he made vicky guerrero bearable i honestly think vicky guerrero was fucking insufferable people are like oh because she's a great heel it's so just like nah she's just annoying can't act she reminds me of like Somebody in a kid's play who's just like, shouts headlines like that. Da, da, da. That's what Vicky Guerrero was. But her best time in the WWE, I don't care if people say it's the excuse me thing. It's like, no, fuck off, you're annoying. The best time in WWE with her was when she was Edge because Edge actually brought the best out of her and things like that. She, actually, she was actually bearable. She was unlikable in the right way, not in the change the channel kind of way. So somebody like Edge can get the best of, of people like that another thing another really happy memory as well before um before he retired is the first time was you know for me personally as well a year literally about a year to the day uh, there's uh, they used to do like the wrestlemania revenge tour when they go to the uk and things like that after wrestlemania so about two weeks after WrestleMania 26 it would have been 2010 first ever wwe event i ever went to was uh, Brayhead, Glasgow. Uh, or Brayhead's just outside Glasgow, but, you know, it's quite close. Same thing, motherfuckers. Whatever. It was Edge and Jack Swagger in the main event because Jack Swagger just won the title and that, uh, when he, like, ca cashed in the money in the bank, but it took him about seven hours to take, take the fucking money in the bank off the, the thing. But, yeah, uh, you know, I, like, it was one of those things, like, Edge wins by disqualification because, you know, you're not going to have the title change or whatever or anything on the, the thing. So, uh, but the, the end of the show is, like, Edge, like, talking to the crowd and it was fucking awesome. That was such a great moment. It was such a great memory. To see one of the best wrestlers, somebody who I love watching on TV, pour his heart, be... be like giving a promo live in person it was such a great moment and it's something i'll always cherish and it's the first time i was ever at a wwe event or anything so you know that was a, a, a really great time for me as well and of course fast forward a year later he has to retire you know he has to retire as well he's still the world champion at that time like the smackdown champion at that time he just beat del rio at the uh, wrestlemania 27 uh, like to retain and things uh, it was it was horrible, but you know I remember that as well. I remember that. it was a terrible time. And like you, you just think you. I was really right and right in it. and then like then people will say, oh, you're just an attitude era fanboy and you're anti PG and you're anti Vince Russo. You're anti. You're just pro Vince Russo stuff and all that. I was just like, no, I'm, PG doesn't mean you have to be childish. Which to be honest, for the last few years before I stopped watching, it was. 
I just thought the show was just completely childish. So, uh, you know, that's why I, c I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. But you can do you can good, good stuff in the PG era, but um, they were too lazy to do it. They just... But, but that's another thing, and that's another thing I digress. But, you know, that was pretty sad. But the one thing I will say is... The last thing, and this is one of the things, not only was he the first person, the first main event person I'd seen live at a, a, a live WWE show, but he was also the last proper true market moment I ever had with professional wrestling, which when I was still watching in 2020, when he came, when he came back at that Royal Rumble, one of the best pro wrestling moments ever it, honestly, it works. It was brilliant, not just on a pro wrestling level, just in that whole "Holy shit, he's back! Here it is!" and your crowd erupting and everything like that. And it was just that. But it worked at a human level as well, because you know, of course, while it was sad that he had to retire, his health's way more important than wrestling. Of course, it'll always be that way. And but the fact that it was the last. To see him come back, he he didn't take no for an answer, and he f he found a way to come back, and he came back brilliantly as well. Came back absolutely brilliantly. I remember as well. That, uh, I'll, I'll say this as well. That that was my last ever true markout moment in wrestling. The like the one of the things that reminded me why I loved wrestling in the first place was that moment. It was probably the last because I've no I can't think of anything particularly great after that. You know, because even if someone's promising, like the Fiend Alexa Bliss stuff, they fuck it up. They find a way to fuck it up, as they did the previous, the Royal Rumble after it. Remember Alexa Bliss breaking every record going on YouTube views? What do you do when she gets in the Royal Rumble? Eliminate her in two minutes. Yeah, that was fucking clever, wasn't it? <laughs> and I mean, so, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, and then the night after as well was an incredible that him and Randy Orton and they set up to, to go to WrestleMania and things. They when Randy Orton beat the shit of um Conchettered them and everything like that. Incredible that he was taking bumps like that, considering he's just back and everything he'd been through. And then of course they had the match it turned out to be the empty arena WrestleMania as well, the the last WrestleMania, funnily enough, I actually watched right the way through. I watched that was the first of the two night ones. That's of the two night ones. That's the only one I watched both nights as well. So, you know, I've I've, I've seen individual matches from the other ones subsequently, but that was like the uh, the performance center one. They had the last man standing match. I know some people complained about it, but to me, I know it went on quite a long time, but I enjoyed it. I was invested because of the storyline of the stakes and it was great to see Edge go so long in a physical thing because it showed he was okay it showed he was fine, in fact if you look at the, the Royal Rumble thing, the fact that he came he didn't even come out at like number 29 or 30 or something like that, he came out at like 21 if I remember correct and he had a long little run in that, it was like more than 20 minutes anyway so the fact that it was the first time he'd done this in 10 years after a, something that had have ended his career, that that's testament, and that was brilliant that he could do that. That was incredible. It's phenomenal that he's done what he's done. In a way, I'd love to have followed more of his career and things like that after this. I just kind of fell away from wrestling. I've, I've documented that before. You can probably kind of tell why as well when, when I mention certain things here. But, you know, 25 years, it's some achievement. 
you know, it's, it's incredible. He's an absolute legend. The word legend gets thrown about too much in society in general, not just wrestling and things like that, but, you know, for Edge, Adam Copeland, absolutely brilliant. Even though, you know, as well, he was in, like, what was it, the first episode of The Flash as well, if I remember right? The You know, the good Flash, not the shit one that came out a couple of, not long ago, but, the, yeah, the good one. And, you know, that's after he'd retired and things. So, you know, he's been in, like, Highlander and things like that. He got some acting gigs. Not surprised. Want to know why? Because he's a good fucking actor. He's a great entertainer. And, you know, phenomenal wrestler. Much love and respect to Edge. It was definitely time to show some love to Edge. More than deserved it. You know, when I put the title up on this as well, some people might be confused. They might think I'm talking about the Edge from, like, U2. No offence to him. Sure, he's a nice guy. But, you know, fair enough. Big respect to Edge, one of the absolute best wrestlers I have ever seen in my life. And the fact that he actually got me when I'm so disinterested in the grand scheme of things in wrestling at the, this point in time to actually come back and do this this recording kind of shows you the testament as to what I think of this man. Absolute fucking legend. Anyway, thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen. If you've made it this far, and goodbye.